time to turn our attention to rugby. And in particular, Craig, you've been having a look at, of course, uh, from a riffing point of view, some of you might be aware of the fact that he has chosen to retire from refereeing the 15th game. And uh, you may be seeing him in the 7s for a little bit, but he'll be in a totally new role in helping identify and develop new talent with regards to women's refereeing in both men's and women's and men's in the 7s and 15s rugby. And Craig Hubert joins us now on the line. Craig, thanks so much for your time. Pleasure, Natalie. Good afternoon. Good to be with you. Great to chat to you. Uh, first things first, how did you get into riffing? What was, what was it that, that brought you to this point? I, I actually started when I was at school. My, um, my late dad was a referee. Um, and, you know, I, I had an injury the one year and I wasn't going to be able to play for a period of time. And, and he just encouraged me to come down to some referee meetings and just get involved and Staying, staying connected and involved with the game while I wasn't able to play. And so um, it was something I got into while I was at school and and uh, just something which I've really enjoyed. You know, it's, it's been a great way to stay involved in the game far beyond what I ever would have as a player. 39 years old, if you don't mind me saying so, <laughs> and deciding to retire. Um, what, what, are, what are your main reasons for that? Oh, look, it's, it, it's just that I've got a wonderful opportunity with World Rugby. Um you know, so this the, the job became available, which is which is really exciting. It's it's a dual role, um, a lot with the sevens and on the seven circuits, um, coaching, coaching and mentoring refs on the seven circuit, but also um, outside of the seven series, um, developing and coaching referees across across the globe in the fifteens and the fifteens game. And so, you know, it was just it was a really exciting opportunity that uh, became available with World Rugby and. Although it probably came about a little bit sooner than what I anticipated, um, you know, I had a I had a contract with SA Rugby through to through to the next World Cup, and so you know that was kind of my goal and where I was aiming towards. But um, you know, this opportunity was just such a good one. Um, it it gave me an opportunity to transition into something which I'm really passionate about. Um, it gave me an opportunity to walk away from 15s refereeing on my terms, uh, you know, which is really important to me and. Um, you know, I'm just really excited about this this new this new direction, this new chapter, um, and and the timing just seems to be really good. So, it's it's something I'm excited about, looking forward to. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about your contributions as well. Just talking about some of your contributions before, obviously, as as a ref, what are some of your highlights and some of the low points for you? Oh, look, I mean, I guess I, I guess from the highlights from the highlights reel. Um, you know, you always you always hope one day that you know you could be involved in the World Cup final. That's that's pretty much the pinnacle in in, in our sport. And so, you know, refereeing the World Cup final in 2011 was an obvious highlight. Um, but but another really special day for me in my refereeing career was my first Super Rugby final, which was in 2010, when um, just before the Soccer World Cup, when the Bulls played the Stormers, and and because Loftus was being used. The soccer world cup, it was out of commission for rugby, and and so that game got taken into Soweto and and, and played there, and um, it was it was a really special day for South African rugby history. You know, it's a really uniting day, and and the people of Soweto welcomed us into their um, into their town, and it was so warm and welcoming. Um, it was really special to be part of what was a pretty unique day in South African rugby history. And in terms of uh, low points, so have you had have you had any that really sort of sticks out for you? Yeah, look, of course. You know, the, the reality is, 
doing what we do in the public eye and, and the, the enormous amount of scrutiny that comes on every every decision and non-decision we make. You know, of course, there's there's, there's going to be some challenges along the way. There's going to be some criticism from time to time. And I mean, I was, you know, I came in a lot of criticism towards the end of last year at, at, at the Rugby World Cup um, following the quarterfinal between Australia and Scotland. Um, and, you know, my... my Philosophy always around um, around criticism and, and and these type of things has been that doing what we do, um, you, you know, it's an almost inevitable at some stage that you're going to get knocked down. And get, getting knocked down um, is is almost inevitable. But your character is defined not by whether you get knocked down, but but how you stand up. Um, and you know, so one of the one of the really um, one of the things I'm really proud of is that uh, this season. Um, you know, I went straight back into the arena. Mm. Uh, I, I refereed a Six Nations game back at Twickenham, England against Wales, which was pretty much the, the key game of this, this year's Six Nations. Um, and, you know, it was, it's really great to go straight back into the arena. You know, you, you, you're kind of aware of the noise. You're kind of aware of the doubters of, of, of people, of anonymous people on social media. Um, but it's, 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 it's a thrill to really go back into the environment, to be focused on the job at hand. You know, and just and just know that your role is to be connected with the players um, and what they're trying to achieve and 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 trying to contribute towards their game. Um, and then you know to you know to be able to walk off a field afterwards, knowing that what what we do takes courage and it takes skill, um, and it's not easy and it's heavily scrutinised. But you know, when I look back on 2016 and, and I had that experience straight back in at Twickenham this year in the Six Nations, and then you know, big Australia. England test match in June, rugby test matches, the Olympic Games this year, um, Super Rugby playoffs this year. It's um, you know, like I hope, I hope that that defines my character, um, and mm. and you know, I can look back on 2016 as as a as a season of bounce back from a from a, a disappointment at the end of 2015. Yeah, the thing the thing that you mentioned was the anonymous social media. It's so easy to sit behind a keyboard and comment on something people do they, and criticize people. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world to do that. And, of course, now with social media, it goes all over the world. But people don't understand the pressure that you're under. And you have a split second to make a decision. It's not like us sitting at home watching the replays three, four times over and getting the technology and all these things. How do you make those decisions so quickly? That pressure of making a decision so quickly is quite phenomenal how you guys do it and get it right probably 99% of the time. How do you make it in, under so much pressure? Yeah, look, I mean, and, and that's, just, that's just experience. You know, that, that's just being out there over and over again. You know, like I, I said to you before, I started refereeing when I was at school. So I've, I've refereed for 24 years. Um, and so over, over time, you, you learn to stay in the moment. You know, and staying in the moment means that you're not distracted by the by the noise and the external distractions and the crowd and the TV cameras. All all those kind of external distractions you can't allow to get in the way of being in the moment. Um, and you know, doing what for 24 years you've trained yourself to do, which is um, be present, uh, observe what you're seeing, and, and make decisions. And and I think the key is, is despite the the pressure, despite the occasion, um, you know, just to stay connected in the moment is is really important, and just you know, um, stay stay connected with what you've trained for years to do, which is which is be out there in the middle of making decisions as you need to.
We're chatting to Craig Javier at the moment on SFM Sports Specialist, just recently retired from refereeing in 15s Rugby. Now, uh, Craig, in terms of um, technology and helping you make these decisions, are you all for the technology and how it's being used? Yeah, no, I mean, I look, I, I, think, it's, I think it's really important that, um, that we move with the times, and, and we've done that. You know, we've, um, we've tweaked with the TMO protocols over the years to try and try and get to a place where we can use technology as much as we can to get the correct outcomes. Um, the challenge always, though, is that, um, you know, you, you've got to draw a line somewhere. Um, you, you know, you simply can't have a game of rugby being drawn out and stop start while the referee checks with the TMO over every little minor detail. Um, and, so, and so that's something which we're constantly kind of evolving with. We're constantly looking at how can we do it better, can we do it better, how can we use technology and um you know i think it's i think it's something which is which is something which we're constantly looking at and and, and trying to get right um and and it's certainly something which we embrace yeah, and obviously something that you would hope supports the referees and not necessarily obviously takes over from a referee's point of view. You, you're under pressure on the field, um, but also, I suppose, under pressure in other ways off the field because you're traveling all the time, you're away from home. What sort of effect does this have on you as a referee and, and on your family? Yeah, look, it's, you know, the, the, tra- the travelers, it's an enormous privilege, firstly. Um, you know, so you got to, I've, I've been through some wonderful places around the world, some of the world's great cities, Certainly, all of the world's great rugby stadiums, um, and, you, and you never take for granted the privilege of actually uh, of having that opportunity. But you're right; it's also whilst it's a privilege, it's also the most challenging part of what I do. Um, you know, I've I've averaged over the last ten years about 170 days a year, so you know, pretty pretty close to six months a year overseas. Um, this year, with with the with the Olympic Games, was over 200 days overseas. Um, and you know, I've got a young family. I've got a you know, two small kids who are seven and four, and 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 that's it, it is a challenge juggling the extent of the travel that is involved with international refereeing, um, and you know, wanting to be present in their lives as a dad, and and wanting to you know, um, you know, be a husband to your wife, and and be around and be with your family, you know, and that's that, that is that is a challenge, and it's you know, it's something which needs to be managed. Each of us, um, you know, needs to manage that in our own private in our own private way and um you, you know it is important that your family know that they're your priority when you get when you get home after you've been away for a period of time. What are your habits before a game? Some some people are a bit superstitious. Um I know some, some sportsmen can be very superstitious. Others don't really do much. They might just listen to music. What's your habits before you get onto yeah, a game? Look, I I've deliberately um, always stayed away from being superstitious just because I don't want to get knocked out of my orbits by by something going wrong with the superstition on um on match day. Um but but you, you do become quite um habitual in, in, in how you go about match day. You know, and, and you know, what you eat and what time you eat and, and those type of things. And I, look I've always I've always just found for me I, I I just I just needed to have the twenty four hours before a game just needed to be really relaxed. Um I've always tried to make sure that I'm in um at the at, in the city where I'm refereeing at least twenty four hours before the game. So I'm not travelling on the day of the game, not getting on and off the aeroplanes and, and that kind of thing, and can just actually um, have that quiet time during the day to to prepare yourself for what you're going into. You know, because once you run out there, um, the scrutiny and the intensity is is obviously through the roof. You know, so you know the 24 hours before, just to really try and keep as as quiet and relaxed as you can, so that mentally, you know, you're refreshed when you're going into the game and you you kind of haven't been rushing around on and off aeroplanes the whole morning, which um, 
which you know for me would make it more challenging. Okay, Craig, we talk. We spoke about pressure, so now I'm going to put you under a little bit of pressure. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, about six, let's say seven questions, quick fire questions. So you have to answer them as quickly yeah. as possible and as short sure. as possible. Okay, favorite country you've sure. toured? Fiji. Hardest player to manage. Um, prefer pre- prefer not to single anybody out. Okay. <laughs> toughest crowd that you've been in front of. What's the toughest crowd you've been in front of? Um, I would say in Argentina, very passionate. Best player you've ever seen? Serevi, uh, 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 Fiji Sevens Maestro. Favorite South African ground? Uh, Loftus. Who is now the best ref in the world? Um, uh, for, for, for me, there are three, three standouts. Okay. Um, yeah, Yaku Paper, Wayne Barnes, Nigel Owens. What football team do you support? I'm not a football fan, actually, funnily enough. Oh, wow. Bafana, <laughs> Bafana. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> Greg, we wish you best of luck in the future. I hope that everything goes well. You, you, you've mentioned this job that you're going into. It sounds like an absolute dream, and um, we're so happy for you. And thanks for representing our country with so much pride. No, thank you so much. I've always really appreciated the support from, from South African people. And, um, you know, what, what we do isn't always easy, and you understand people are emotional, um, at times about their teams, but uh, but I've always really appreciated South African people and interacting and talking rugby, so it's, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure, Craig. Thank you very much. This is Craig Dubé joining us here on SFM Sports Special to chat a little bit about, of course, his retirement and also what he's going to be doing next. So he's going to be help identifying, obviously, the next crop of referees in both the men's and ladies' game in sevens and fifteens as well.